Hey Warriors, and welcome back to another episode of Warrior Within. I do hope your week is swell. Um, hope the rest of this week will be just as awesome. Uh, tomorrow, my wife and I will be meeting with our realtor and this other gentleman who has been remodeling a home that we kind of ran into on Saturday. And it was pretty cool because the only thing that caught our eyes was the red door. And then we noticed there was a sign up front saying for sale, but it's not like on Zillow or anything. So um, we got to walk around and look at, at everything about it. And we like it. I don't know what the guy's going to say tomorrow, but we're hoping that, you know, as he's remodeling that we can work with him that you know that we can just see if we're really interested in this place because it's in a wonderful location it is fits a lot of the pieces that you know both my wife and i can agree on so definitely pray about that tomorrow um it'll be my time at around 10 o'clock so that would be 11 eastern and yeah so that could be something amazing happening. Um, I prayed over the house cause I wanted, you know, if, if this is something that God's putting together that, you know, letting him be first on it. So anyway, so this week we're not going to be doing lion lamb concepts, but we're moving forward. And it's been a topic that's been on my mind because, you know, we hear about this statement as like a cliche most of the time, but is chivalry dead or dying? And it's always very interesting because most of the time when we do think about chivalry, the first things we think about are knights, of course. And there's a lot of things that we've kind of noticed culturally because my wife and I, we spend, you know, times looking at some of the current things that kind of go on. So like there, there's people that we watch that do, I guess, reviews of TikTok uh, hype or things that are going on in TikTok slash what's going on social media slash what's going on uh, culturally speaking. And they do a fantastic job. So it ends up being kind of a time for us to learn and pay attention and notice because it does seep into the culture around us on a daily basis. Even though not everything on on social media slash TikTok slash all you know all that stuff is like the majority, you still see people kind of take what they're seeing and they kind of add it to how they treat other people. And I remember the importance of that because I had to teach that with the young young men at the last church I worked at. Uh, a lot of things I saw that you know my mom taught, my dad taught me, and that not to do that they were doing, of course. But you know, we got as Christians, we got to pay attention to what's going on and be aware. It doesn't mean we have to be involved in everything or you know have to be like doing reviews and talking about it all the time. But we need to be aware of the cultural influences that our youth are getting because they're getting it from TikTok which then youth grew up to be young men and young women. And so now we get what we see today. So there was a lack of something when our current 20 year olds are missing something in their, I guess their tool belt of how to treat people, let alone the men. But 
at the same time, I do think the influence of what's going on is why young men are having such a hard time. Because I, I want to take a quick moment to talk about, you know, I was made aware recently that sometimes when you guys listen to my podcast, it, it could be taken that I'm bashing the church about things, but my intention is not bashing, bashing the church. My intention is for making things aware for you guys, because the stuff that my wife and I are studying, because like, you know, stuff that we do, we study, we read books, we uh, watch documentaries. We you know watch YouTube videos of people who have taken time to research even further. We have listened to podcasts. We have you know done our own research and like looked up things to try to discover you know what what is it that they they learned and we have taken a lot of time throughout the week that we do that. So it isn't just my opinions when I'm throwing out. Um, but I just want I wanted to be clear because I, I I was made aware that some people kind of felt that way, and when the, when things changed for them to see, or or I should say when they saw things or listened to me clearer or further, they understood where I stood. Um, that's okay. But the thing is, I want to make sure anybody else who might be thinking in their heads, you know, oh, you know, Pastor Dito just focuses on bashing the church. Well, no, that's not my intention by any means because it is very very important to me that you as men, and this is why this is part of the chivalry concept, because you as men need to be on alert. You need to be aware. You need to be men. You need to notice what's going on in your church. You need to know what's going on in your family. You need to notice what's going on in your community. That's why, you know, like my pastor friend who tried to run for um, board member for the school, he didn't get in, but he's running not because he feels like he needs to be a political icon. No, that's not his goal. His goal is because he's a father, he's a pastor, and he knows other parents and, they, and he knows what you know what they're saying. He wanted to be a voice for them in, in, in the schools. And that's, that's amazing. It's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. So like one of the things, if you are kind of interested in more of the the, like the videos that we listen to, or I should say like, it's more like podcasts, YouTube, not really just videos, but if you like, you're interested in some of like the people that we do listen to, if you're interested in some of the books that we've read, um, my wife has, uh, she, she kind of started kind of, I guess you could say like a campaign on our Facebook page for echo life ministries, which is our ministry that we're starting together. Um, so if you want to go and join that page, that'd be great. Share things. I mean, the one thing that's going to help our ministry grow is going to be you guys that join the page and share. So whether you are a lady or a man, it's not, it's not focused on, you know, one gender. It's, it's a ministry to teach discipleship and to make people aware and to train people and to counsel and care for people the best that we can. While I am hoping to also build a men's and women's ministry, because the key thing about all this personally, for what I've seen that's lacking and much of this is the fact that we don't have strong men and women's ministry that teach men to be men, women to be women. So anyway, if you are interested, um, I'll, I'll put the link at the bottom of the anchor version and maybe even the Facebook one too. So that way any of you guys, you know, if you want to join up on that and, and share stuff that we do, because that's how people are going to find, you know, stuff that we want to 
teach. Anyway, so moving on, this is why it's important to do research for you guys. Like you guys need to do it too. Not just me talking, not just, you know, other people doing it for you, but you should also look too. There's something you've kind of noticed that seems to be kind of trending, especially if you have kids and you kind of notice like maybe your son's acting differently or weird or your daughter's whatever, you know, their relationships, you kind of notice it's just kind of off. You should probably see if there's something going on in the culture that's encouraging like ideologies like this. Like the most recent one that we watched is called um, Passport Boys. And it's basically men who have are tired of the women in the United States and are actually literally moving to other countries like the Philippines where women are feel more appreciated by the man's gesture of being a man. So, you know, going on dates and, and holding the door and, you know, treating her like a woman, like a, like a young lady. And that's a trend that's currently going on. There's men that are doing that, leaving because they don't want this hyper uh, uh, feminist, you know, supports everything, activist minded type ladies who don't. <clears throat> who don't want to be treated like they, they want a man to just take care of them, but they also don't like a man at the same time. It's very, it's a very weird perspective. And I, I've kind of noticed that it's, it's actually not biblical to act this way. So ladies, if you're listening, you should want to have a gentleman be leading your family and leading you. You shouldn't be, you want to keep control while at the same time you want them to take care of you because that's not the job of the man just to take care of you. The job of the man is to lead you and you're, you're stealing that away from them from the capability of doing it, which is why I personally think in some ways chivalry is dying because men are afraid or running away or disappearing into the shadows of not being a gentleman anymore you know proverbs 21 and, and i'll tell you this anytime you want to learn wisdom or you want to have some insights about you know how how like how god thinks in teaching us to be men and women proverbs man you know we we, we got to understand the the first thing that it talks about that the beginning of wisdom and knowledge is fearing god so Proverbs 21, I'm going to take pieces of it, but if anything, read that whole thing yourself and, and study it. Um, it says in verse three, do to do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. You see, we live in a culture where, you know, we, we always point out sacrifice. I sacrifice for my kids. I sacrifice for my kids. I sacrifice for my family. I sacrifice for my work. I sacrifice for like, we hear that a lot, the word sacrifice, but what God wants is for us to live righteously and to live justly, which is interesting because sacrifice does come when you are living a righteous life, which will be more clear in the second half of this episode. So the idea that that's in, that's got to stick in your head a little bit makes you kind of go, Oh, Okay, so am I not supposed to sacrifice for your kids? Oh, no. Go ahead. 
but don't make it become your idol to only do things for your kids and never work on your walk, never lead them, never teach them how to be a better, like how to grow up to be a man, how to teach them how to be a grow, grow up to be a young lady and to be godly, to, to live justly because you are following the commandments of God. That, that to me would be the way more important part of being a parent. Seeing your son and your daughter to say, stay faithfully true to the scriptures, staying faithfully true to being who they are as what God created them to be, whether it is their gender, whether it is their personality and who they are, as long as that they're striving, right? to be godly because they won't be confused. They won't have frustrations. They won't feel like I don't understand what it means to be a man or a woman. It's very clear because you've been teaching them, Hey, this is God. This is what he says. This is what we need to follow. Verse 18 says the wicked is a ransom for the righteous and the traitor for the upright. So living like the world and being like the world accepting the world, using worldly ideology into your faith is, a, is why we have struggles of people staying righteous and walking upright, which is a pattern of being chivalrous. Verse uh, 23, whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. Watch what you say. God gave you two ears and one mouth. Watch what you say. Listen, pay attention, be more willing to listen to people talking to you with patience and gentleness before speaking. And this comes even to your wife. This comes to your girlfriend, comes with people you work with. And if you have kids, your kids. Because one of the things I remember growing up is Kid asks a question and the parents says, because I say so. And guess what? These kids grow up with hearing, because uh, you say so. And now they're just living however they want and looking at Jesus however they want and following the scriptures however they want because they went and did studies and like looked up these like wisdom, knowledge, ideologies, and they got into philosophy. And so now instead of walking with the Lord, they're always questioning authority because we never told them the why part. It's amazing when, when a parent would actually stop and say, you want to know why this is why, and you actually teach them. And I'm not understanding if you're like, you're in a busy and you're on a move, but don't forget to talk to them about the, Hey, you asked me why. So we're going to have a talk about it. And of course you have the eye rolling and the, Oh, I don't want to do it, but that's okay. Because you need to teach them so they have an understanding. So when they grow up, they're not going, well, you know, my parents just said because. And, uh, well, I don't think they're right. And because you never gave them the, the biblical reasoning, now they're struggling with making decisions like that. Verse, uh, let's see, verse 29 to 31, it says, A wicked man puts on bold, a bold face, but the upright gives through gives thought to his ways. No wisdom, no understanding, no counsel can avail against the Lord. The horse is made ready for the, bat the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. So, basically, don't be wicked. 
is the best way to describe that. But the outright gives thought to his ways. Think about before you act. Today, I see a lot of guys who don't think about their actions, don't think about consequences, don't think about how they're treating people, don't think about how they, you know, they just open the door for themselves, they don't open the door for anybody. Um, trying to get in the line first. Um, don't treat women who are not, they don't treat women that are not attractive to them nicely, but treat those that they are attracted to nicely. See that more in teenage and young adult life, but I've also seen it in older adults doing the same thing. Um, respecting other people. So my, my main thing about the word respect is that biblical understanding of respect is something like, you know, they use the statement is earned. Well, it's not really earned, but when you are walking in the way of the Lord and you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're going to be respected for walking upright. Like you will gain that respect. The world will always look at people who are walking upright with, I guess you could say with a red pen looking for all the negatives and wrongs that they do so they can, you know, check them off. Oh, look at that. Oh, Mr. Christian over there. He went and he uh, threw away that straw when he could have recycled it. You know, like they'd look for anything to try to break you, basically. So um, what makes one chivalrous? One who fears God and keeps his commandments. That's, I mean, that is to me probably if, if anything to answer the question is someone who fears God and keeps his commands. Many times when we think about chivalry, we think knights and how they treat women. Though I think the decline of being a man, a chivalrous man, is much deeper than that. It's not just because how they treat women. I think it's how they treat anyone. That's where I see the decline in. It, do, it does, like, I mean, I can understand there is, you know, the some guys that think they're so, you know, manly and they, therefore they can get any girl they want type of attitude. And we, we know those guys. We've seen those guys, you know, in high school and middle school. Some even elementary. But it's how they treat anyone. You know, one of the things I remember telling um, young people in my in my life that I've met in all the different uh, youth groups I've been a part of is that if you want to have a good understanding of whether the guy or girl you're interested in is a person that one is going to love you and respect you, is is someone who is honoring, someone who's going to you know let's follow in the Lord. Watch how they treat their parents but specifically the daughter towards dad and the son towards mom <clears throat> that is how you're going to tell what where they stand and how they treat each other or how they're going to treat you because one of the things on proverbs 11 verse 2 it says when pride comes then comes disgrace but with the humble is wisdom the integrity of the upright guides them but the crookedness of the treacherous destroys them because by the way they treat their parents and then secondly after how they treat their siblings you can see a lot of things from how they how they treat their pride how they how they humble themselves before their parents authority 
how they humble themselves before they're like a do- like a especially you guys that are interested in in, in finding uh, Miss Wright. If you know, even if she, if she doesn't have a dad, watch how she treats other men. Because sometimes you have to be careful because some women can be very flirtatious. And if they're flirtatious, they, you know, they may be a wonderful person, but you got to watch how they treat other men. Because it's not going to stop because she married you. That's only a change in her heart. She needs to be careful with that because one, if she didn't have a dad all her life, that's one way how she got things. Okay. Um, Two... Um, watch how she uh, treats treats uh, younger people. Is she snobbish like towards them? Because you could find <laughs> find a wonderful person that just doesn't treat people. It doesn't matter who they are, unless unless she likes them. So that's the only way she treats them kindly. See, the thing is, that's why it's so important. You know, pride is always going to lead to disgrace. But hum- being humble you see the wisdom and knowledge and then you have integrity because integrity allows you to do, make good choices, make you know, watch how you act towards somebody. And you go down to verse 17, it says a man who is kind benefits himself, but a cruel man hurts himself. Well, yes, you will see someone who's kind. You want to be around them for one. You like, like how they treat you. And then two, if they're a cruel person, they're not very nice to themselves just as much as they're not nice to you and anybody else. You can see it. So you know, those are those are areas that you can think about when you think about um, how to treat others. And then, of course, there is like one of, one of the famous things you can go look up is the Knight's Code of Chivalry. You know, one of the things that I notice is the first thing it talks about is fear God and, and maintain his church. So, you know, this was written towards back in that time frame, you know, Catholicism and those views. So the thing is that first one though, we, I, like I told you, the beginning of wisdom and knowledge is the fear of God. To fear God is to respect who God is. You fear God. You will then also obey and keep his commandments, which then will help you to also learn how to treat others correctly. So in other words, if you are dating someone or you're interested in someone and you watch how they treat people, if they are fearing God and doing his commandments, you're going to see how they treat people. And that's going to be a reflection of their walk in a lot of ways. If they can't have any patience, that's going to be hard with you. I mean, it doesn't mean you don't marry them. Just by the way, this is to clarify. It doesn't mean you can't marry them. It just means be wary of that because that will be an issue at some point. Okay. Um, the other thing is that like it talks about is, uh, to protect the weak and defenseless to, um, refrain from wanting or giving offense to others. So in other words, watch how they treat people who are weaker than them. Watch how they treat, um, now the poor, if you, if you, unless you guys, you know, like if she's poor, then she probably has, you know, probably looks at it differently from you, but how she treats the poor, how she treats someone who's widowed, how she treats someone who's hurting, because those are a lot of characteristics. But as a man yourself, you're supposed to be doing the same thing. You're supposed to reflect the same perspective. If you're expecting a woman to be a godly woman, 
and fall for, you know, fall for you and be with you, you also need to be following such methods. You should be keeping God's commandments. You should be fearing the Lord. You should be, you know, um, treating people the way you're supposed to. Um, you know, number six on that list is uh, live by honor and glory. Um, it says to fight, you know, fight on behalf of those basically who are weaker. But it, right after that, so like, you know, welfare of all. But then right after it says obey those that are placed in authority. See, that to me is probably another thing I noticed with the guys trend today. It's a lot of guys don't want to respect authority. And that includes the political government that we have as much as we may not like things we still got to respect the positions that they're in and if we disagree with them then we speak against it we vote against you know we vote what we're supposed to vote we do what we're supposed to do because that is part of our duty as a man to be be involved in politics without it being controlling our output and look of god so it shouldn't be my political party than God, it should be God is so that way I can understand, you know, how I should look at the government, how I should look at the church, how I should look at my family, how I should look at the, the community around me, not necessarily in those, that order, but the idea is that as you're following God's ways and you're standing upright and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you should be reflecting God into all those areas. It shouldn't be, how are all those areas making God fit into them. And I think that's the backwards mindset that we have right now with a lot of men. And that's why chivalry also has a, a little bit of a broken wing because we keep trying to make what we want of the world to fit into God instead of God being in front of us. And then he shows us what we're supposed to put our hands in, be involved in, speak up for, speak against for, speak for, uh, on behalf and, 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 and be men from that perspective. Um, let's see what else, uh, it says number 13 or 12, it says, keep the faith, which we know we've talked about it, but then it says also right after that, it says, uh, number 13 at all times, speak the truth. And that's an interesting concept because there's two parts of that. There's the biblical truth that we're supposed to live by because of the faith. And then there is also, don't be a liar. Don't be a deceiver. Don't be someone who acts one way at church, but acts like a totally different dude at home. Something's off if you're doing that. Think about that. Anyway, so that's for this half, and I want you to really think about that because that's very important to have in thought. So let's take a quick break, and I'll be right back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you. 
Hey Warriors, welcome back to the second half. And you know, we've been talking about the Knight's Code and even though it has some good stuff and I will put this link on there cause it gives you a little bit of his history and probably other things that can help you understand a little bit of the code. It Just remember, it is a man-made code but has biblical connections in some ways to it. So I wouldn't say follow this to the key because it may help you uh, act the way you're supposed to, but I would say study it. It's very interesting and you could learn stuff from it and maybe things you maybe didn't even know or even thought about as well. But moving on, so it's a, so we are going to be, um, let's see. So yet we do not see this in men today, do we? We don't see very much of men following a chivalrous mindset and how they treat people, how they treat women, how they treat authority, how they may respect. We do see it though. It does exist. And I know that there's men that live like that. And I know there's, you know, especially in the older generations, you see a little bit more because it was instilled in some ways. Because remember, we watched movies like, you know, the World War II movies. We watched those old night movies. We watched the old Robin Hood when we were young, not because it was live, but because of reruns. Now you don't really see those as much unless you get the old, you know, the old movie station or whatever it's called. Um, even the old cowboy movies. Now we have to be careful because those were images and ideologies that were probably more geared towards an American version of man. Um, very stoic, very stern, you know, non-emotional, you know, pull up those bootstraps type of personalities. And at the same time though, those could be good things at some points in our life we are still supposed to have that gentle side of us. We need to show compassion. We need to show kindness. We need to show lovingness. So I, I think in some ways it did kind of ruin the image of being a chivalrous knight for men today because all they saw is I had to be that when I can't. And so instead of taking on the values that came with it, they kind of went in their own little direction and started teaching a different view of that. And then of course, you know, feminism, what it turned into, especially through the seventies, it became more of a weapon to basically break men. So now we have men who wanted to hold on to certain values who are now being told those values don't matter because a woman can do what you can do and therefore you we can live however we want and we can act however we want and we can act like you and so if we you know if we do get married you still you still have to serve me but man i'm still you know men are trash and we get this big view this change this ideology that has totally basically bashed men down to the bottom of the floor and they don't know what to do they don't know how to get back on their feet so, you know, we talked about standing for the fear fearness of the lion as a or fierce as a lion's and gentle as a lamb. And I think that is one way that we need to hold on to. I mean, in some ways it's kind of like a chivalrous perspective, because if you're learning how to be fierce as a man, and you're also learning how to be gentle 
uh, sorry, as a lion and then gentle as a lamb, then you are going to see that you're going to encase the, the, the image of being a strong, godly man who understands his values, who understands how he's supposed to treat others and also knows when he is supposed to stand firm and lead and to be when he needs to follow when he needs to serve when he needs to lead even if it is serving but learn to lead it's a very interesting pull and push that we have seen in our culture and it's getting harder and harder as time goes because like I told you the trends that's why it's very important to do studies and research because there is pushes in this like especially in TikTok it's getting used very heavily to influence young people because guess what? Young people are on TikTok. And there's a lot of confusion. Because like, I will say the one benefit to watching those old World War II cowboy slash uh, night movies is I am not confused that I am a man. And I can say that boldly and with confidence. I'm not confused. I know where I stand. The struggles I have is how to be a godly man, to do what I'm supposed to be doing as a man. What does that look like? How should I act? How should I treat people? You know, there's things that I have to work on for myself because sometimes I can jump the gun. Sometimes I am quicker to speak than I am to listen. And it drives my wife nuts. But so can we be chivalrous today? I want that to be an honest question, you know, to think about as you go throughout this week. Can we be chivalrous today? Can we be men that could be like knights who open the doors for people who aren't always in a rush to be first in line, who respect those that are around us without having to feel like we, we, we are being taken advantage because you have to be careful with that too. Kindness can be taken advantage. Um, being willing to help a homeless person. You know, they're hungry. You go get them food. You know, you know somebody in your church who's struggling with money and you have a little extra money and you're planning on using it for something else you want but instead you help them. You take the time to listen to your wife, like really listen to her. Take time to listen to your kids. You know, they may not have the same interests as you, but listen to them, learn what they like to learn or what they like to do. Because when you take the time to listen, even if you have no interest in what they're going to be doing, listening is what they needed and acknowledging what they like to do. You know, it's going to be harder and harder and harder to be a man of God as time goes, because we're living in a culture that wants to remove any form of absolutes and what a man is, any absolutes of what it means to have a valiant personality or someone who is willing to obey and follow through the battles and say we want someone who's more passive and, and open. 
And the thing is, guys, it's getting into our churches. We're seeing it more and more as young men are becoming less and less wanting to lead and less wanting to even be a Christian, less likely to obey and want to just follow whatever they want and do whatever they want. And that's why we're also seeing the decline of marriage being later and later and more people wanting to be single and just date. No families. No, nobody uh, growing uh, kids up to be what they're supposed to be, men of God and women of God. So we can sit around and, and just watch or we can start learning, start growing, start having a better understanding of how we're supposed to treat others and act and teach everybody else the same thing. You know, because I remember when I was dating my wife, I would hold the door for her for, I mean, I still do, but I, I was holding the door for, for every little thing because one of the things I noticed is that she was kind of getting taught to, or at least she was living in the sense of, you know, I'm a woman, I, you know, a feminist mindset, I could do what I, I could do this. I don't need a man to help me to do anything. And I kept on holding the door for her. And I remember her telling me several times where she said she got mad. She got mad that I was holding the door for her and that she was tired of it. But then she's like, but finally I just gave up and I just let you do it. And I'm just like, well, no, it's more like you understood, you know, the value that I put into it. And that's the thing is like, I tell, tell guys and I've tell young, young men, you look for opportunities to hold the door for other people. And don't just pick the, the girl you like or your mom. Like even if you have a, a sister, do it for her. You know, do it for every everybody that you could find, especially for ladies. You just do it, and if they don't like it, you just tell them you're welcome. Because the thing is, you you can we can change a culture. That's not the goal, but we can change at least where we're at. We can bring up young men and young women who honor God, love God, and do as God has commanded them. And, and like I'm saying this even to women, you can hold the door for guys. It's not a big deal. But if a gentleman opens the door for you, thank him. Don't hesitate. Just thank him. Say thank you. Because that means that guy was taught something right. And he values values you. And that's what how we should look at it too. We should value anybody to help somebody in the moment when they need help. So don't be afraid to keep doing that. But look for opportunities to help. Someone's trying to get their groceries in the car and they're having a really hard time. Go help them. Grab their cart. Say, hey, I'll take your cart back. You don't have to worry about it. It's amazing how often I don't see that anymore. Just people being kind to each other, helping each other. It's, it's, it's actually more like I rather just be alone and deal with my own issues and never ask for help. And this is where we have a problem. That's where that humility thing comes in. Putting aside the pride that's keeping you from asking for help for doing what you're supposed to be doing. 
You know, it's very interesting because if we go to uh, Galatians 5, um, it states in verse 13, For you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. It's kind of interesting because people will be like, see, see, it's all about loving your neighbors. No, he said, for the whole law is fulfilled in one word. In other words, obeying the law is how you have a better understanding of how to love. You love God, then you'll learn and have a better understanding how to love your neighbor. Doesn't mean you can't be kind, even if you're not a Christian, you can't help each other. But to have a better understanding of love is only through God. And you go down to verse 22, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have, have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. You see, I, I remember using this for you guys for the sword, the sword of spirit. If you are absolutely allowing the Holy Spirit to guide your life, you're, you're putting God first. These attributes, this, the, these, these fruit of the spirit is what you're going to show. So in other words, if you're not following God and you're not following his commandments, you're living however you want to live, you will stop seeing all these attributes in your life. And we all know, because we've talked about self-control, when sin gets starts becoming, seems like it's like taking over, you're, you're missing something. And one of the main things could be not spending enough time in God's word. Because remember, your faith is, uh, is only as strong as your growth in walking with the Lord and obeying him and doing as he commands. So if your shield is not as strong... Your sword is your other defense weapon, and you're not going to be having those attributes, so all you got left is the armor, and you're just going to be pelted. And you're wondering why it's getting, like, stuff is just getting in so easily in your heart and your mind. Something to really think about, huh? And it, this is why the idea of a knight is such a cool picture for us as men. And... Living with such a, a desire to be chivalrous is something that we can actually strive for because we do have our own, you know, code that we're supposed to follow and it's in the Bible. You 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 learn it, study it, you 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 hold on to it, you practice it. You know, knights practice how to fight. They didn't just walk around in armor, they practiced how to fight. Because we know, based on the armor of God, that we are in a spiritual battle. But there is also going to be people who are going to be influenced by those who, by the enemy who want to destroy us, to come against us. 
and the world's going to be against us. If the world's starting to side with you, there's something not right. And you need to double check. You need to look. But you see, it goes back to the understanding. God needs to be first. He needs to be your king. As we talk about knights, he needs to be your king that you sworn loyalty to, that you sworn service to. And he will teach you because that's what he does. It's what the Holy Spirit's for. It's to be that guide and understanding, the comforter to teach us, since Jesus couldn't stay, to continue teaching us. And we also have the Bible. Colossians 3, 12 through 17 says, Put on this as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. We're supposed to be holy and beloved, compassionate hearted, kindness, humility, meek, and patient, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you as much as he has forgiven you. Above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. This is the battle that we're going to have. But the thing is, this is more focused towards how we treat our brothers and sisters in Christ, not necessarily to the world, just to have a clarity. Okay. And above all these, put love, which binds everything and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, with thanksgiving in your hearts. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. It begins with us being God first. Thinking about moving? Ask God. Thinking about buying a car? Ask God. Thinking about moving your kids to a Christian school? Ask God. Thinking about homeschooling your kids? Ask God. Thinking about dating this girl? Ask God. Thinking about marrying this girl? Ask God. Involve God in all aspects of your life. This is what complete surrender really does look like. To fully surrender ourselves to God requires us to give everything to him. Everything. The games you play, the hobbies you do, the job you pick. I would even say the clothes you buy. Because sometimes, you know, some things of this world can become idols to the point where they control how we use our money. And above all things, guys, you do it in love. Understanding what that means comes by knowing God. So that every aspect of our life, every choice that we make, we do it with an act of love. Because we want to love God so that we can better love others. And we have our own little platforms that we could follow, you know, our, our attributes that we're supposed to live by in Galatians 5. And we also have even in Colossians 3. There is ways that we are supposed to show that we love God first. 
because these attributes will be seen when we treat others. So is chivalry really dying or dead? It is if we're not following God. I want that to stick in your head. It is if we're not following God. That's all I have for you guys. Um, God bless. Uh, I'll be praying. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. I ask you just help us to honor you, love you, obey you, serve you. Take on these attributes because we are willing to put you first in every aspect of our life. I ask if there's any guys here struggling, you give them answers. If there's any guys that are part of the Discord group and they need someone to talk to, have them reach out. Because the hardest thing for anybody to do to help another brother in need is if nobody says anything. And Lord, I just pray that you just allow men to just come together, start praying for each other, start you know, seeking each other you know, for advice and wisdom and, and understanding and encouragement and whatever they need, Lord, because you have brought these men into this discord for a reason and you need to you know, fire them up. And especially any of the other guys that are part of the page or the group, if they want to be part of the discord, you know, it, it, it could be a very good third party connection for all of us to be able to connect. But Lord, I ask that today, if men are wanting to understand what it means to be a chivalrous man of God, they must put you first. They must obey you. They must serve you. They need to repent, get right with you and live upright. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you guys have a great week, and I look forward to speaking to you guys next time. God bless.